What do you do when confronted with a challenge in life, as we all are from time to time? Do you question your self-worth and doubt the value you add to this world? Or do you recognize your own imperfections and love yourself just as you are? Flawed, but strong. Willing to take a risk, put yourself out there, and be your authentic self. The choice belongs to you. This is Confident Closers with Anna Maria Sanin. What's up, everybody? Anna Maria here with Confident Closers, and I got my co-host, Kevin Jimeno. What's up, Kevin? How you doing? I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) And then today we have our special uh, guest, I'm sorry, Delilah Ramos. Welcome, girl. Good morning. Well, good afternoon. I'm saying good morning. Good afternoon. Hey, good morning. Hey, this, it could be good morning or good afternoon, depending it's on true. where you're at. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But Delilah, you are currently with Planet Home Mortgage. You are their business development manager. That is correct. I am with Planet Home Lending, business development manager. And, um, and so I do a lot of liaison work between Planet and the trade associations like NAMBA, how we met, right? And then I'm involved with like MBA and, and other organizations. And we are in the midst of spearheading a mentorship, um, internship program within Planet. So I help with that. And you're just a superwoman. Yeah, I wear a lot of hats. So, but um, it's a it's a great job, and um, I really, really am passionate and love what I do. That's awesome, and I was able to completely get that from you when we uh, first met over the phone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're you're that type of that type of woman, you know, with that same vibe. Uh, that's just really with a good heart. Uh, and wanting to just, you know, be able to pass on that energy to others. Yeah. I love having you here. I can't wait for you. I know that last time there was an event in Orlando that I attended with now. We were actually sponsors there. Um, And not not confident closers, but, you know, my my full-time job. Mm -hmm. Also something that I love. um, Yeah. You know, uh, with PRMG. But so I heard a little bit about your story. You moving from Chicago to Florida and the struggle and whatnot, but I know there's a lot more to it. Oh, more, Jesus. Love for women to yeah. uh, engage uh, with your story and perhaps so that all of us can learn something from it and uh, maybe, you know, uh, implement in our lives. Okay, okay. So, and this, and this is personal, right? Like this, you can go back to yeah. Yeah, about your story. I mean, you know, we're talking about confidence <sighs> and how we uh, overcome yeah. it. Okay, so um, let's begin. You know, this is and this is all new to me. And I'm I'm 40 years old. I'll be 41, God willing, in September. And these um, being so open and raw, like you said earlier, um, is not is not always easy as as comfortable I am with speaking in front of people and that light that I carry um, it's not always easy but gotta dive into it right so my story begins I'm born and raised in Chicago um, single mom I mean when I say Chicago people are like where are you from inner city like hood projects government cheese <laughs> soul train. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> and on the soul train, I don't know how to salsa dance. It's so bad. Like, no way. You don't know how to salsa dance? <laughs> you turn me, I'm gone. I'm like, oh, you know, but I'm <laughs> in luck. Like, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh but God. let's see. So grew up like that and I had a great childhood. I'm very, I always tell my, I think my mother all the time had a great childhood growing up. Uh, you know, had that 80s. I was Last born in the, the last year of the 70s, grew up in the 80s, so it was a really good time to be a kid, right? Um, I think the first traumatic experience for myself um, started it back in when I was four, 1984. And this is the part actually I don't talk to about because this is the one where it's not physical, but you can't see it. Like nobody knows too much. So here we go. So at the age of four years old, it was summer. We were going to see Gremlins. Y'all remember Gremlins, right? Our mom was getting me dressed uh, to go see Gremlins. Sits me on the couch. Um, She went to go get dressed herself. And I was a curious little girl. My mom left her cigarettes and smoke like her matches. Look at Kevin's face. (laughs) Look at your face. (laughs) And so, of course, I started to play with it and um I dropped one of the matches on my dress I had a lace dress on and within seconds it engulfed so um my mom by the grace of God threw me in the shower but it was too late like I have about 30 to 40 percent of my body completely burned you guys would never see that but it's third degree burns so it's it's uh yeah and so I spent about um like weeks and months in the burn unit in a hospital in Chicago. And so I remember like starting kindergarten wheelchair, like real, that was like the first traumatic um, experience. And that's, that's, so I have never, because it happened so young, it was summer of 84. I do not have any memory of myself, like physically not being different. Do you guys understand like that like I don't have I've always had traumatic scarring and there's always been something different about me physically right mm-hmm. see me and people stare at me because of the amount of scars or the deformity or there's something wrong with her right so I don't remember how I looked right you've always this yeah, I've always yeah yep always looked different and so by the grace of God Um, I overcame that and, um, I credit my, you know, my mom and my grandmother, my grandmother's the most influential person. I, that, oh my God, that lady is amazing. I had the best grandma ever and, um, she's still around, thank God. And she really, um, really took care of us. And then 12 years, that was 84, 12 years later, fast forward, still had a great childhood, high school, you know, met a what, made it, still had a good childhood, good family. Um, I've always felt loved, always felt loved. Right. And then, uh, fast forward 12 years later, 19, was it 94? You're outdating yourself over here. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. 1995. Um, I get diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Oh, I don't know if you notice like in the screen, my left arm is completely different. Um, so I get diagnosed with a, a bone cancer called Ewing sarcoma. And that was, that was a, that was a doozy, right? <laughs> so um, 
they, yeah, they, I, in the beginning of 19, it was 95. I had some, I was a pom-pom girl at a high school in Chicago. And, you know, I just thought maybe there was something I had did some kind of routine that really messed me up, but there was like something wrong with my left arm, um, lost a lot of weight, uh, was tired at that. And you're, when you're a young girl, you don't, you don't get tired at that age. Right. So, um, they, we went into the emergency room and they didn't, they diagnosed me as something else. They didn't catch it three months later. Cause by that time there was a, um, a ball size, like a golf size protruding out of my left arm. They right away, like the minute they took an x-ray and put it up to the light, you can clearly see there was something wrong. And I remember that date that was, um, it was June, like 29th of 95. And by, um, by July 3rd, I was already diagnosed and hooked up to chemo. So I did two years of chemotherapy. I, you know, radiation, I've had my left arm, the cancer ate my humerus. And so I was put on a donor list. And so I have a cadaver bone. So my left, I got to keep, thank God I got to keep my left arm. Right. Cause like, I don't think I'd be cute with one arm. I'd be like, <laughs> I love I'd be at the, <laughs> the games like this or something. Uh-huh. So um, but yeah, I lost a lot of mobility, range of motion. Um, it's really there for for cosmetic reasons, like the physical, it doesn't do too much. I don't have a rotator cuff, so like I can't raise my arm past a certain um a certain, I guess like range of motion. Yeah. Um and so with that, I mean, but by the grace of God, I'm still here, right? I'm still standing. <laughs> yes. So, yes. But, it, you know, I have metal, two metal rods um, holding it in place. I have like a bunch of screws. And so imagine trying to go through the airport. It's not easy. <laughs> oh, my. I didn't even think about that, girl. And you travel a lot. But <laughs> the camera's face, you have no idea. Like, seriously, you have... Like, <laughs> travel so much. And so I had that. It's so funny because I have to get that clear thing. Really. I really got to get up on that. But every time, you know, that thing that you have to put your arms up and stuff, right? Well, I can't put the left arm. And so, um, I always got to get the hand swabbed and sometimes uh-huh. they understand like the, the medical terminology. When I tell them I have an orthopedic arm, they're like, you know, I just like, Oh, so <laughs> constantly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, extra with me. I'm already used to it, though, because I've been like that since this all happened in 1995. So I've been like that for so long. Again, you know, I don't see my, it's over 20 years yeah. with the arm. And I also really love my arm. I really do. Like, you know, it. it's like, it's, 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 I don't know. I feel like I'm Nemo and shit. Like, you know, oh, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> No worries. Remember, this is being us authentic. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I'm Nemo. Like, I swim in circles. You know, like, because the other one. I so much like love you. Um. Wow, girl. Yeah. Yeah. That has been something. Yeah. It was. It was true. You know. And again, I credit. Um my grandmother so much, right. For, I, I can't even begin to uh, thank that lady. I love her with all my heart, um, for everything. My mother too. I love my mother, but my grandmother managed it. Oh my God. I love her so much. And 
Can you take me to a story or a memory that you can share? Because you've mentioned your grandmother a couple times and there must be something that you can share with us that can that can give us an example of the type of influence. And oh. I imagine there must have been hard times or moments of doubt. And uh, how did she uh, how did she soothe the soul, I guess? You know, I grew up very um, in a Christian. Uh, our faith plays a huge part. I've never not. I've never not had any time in my life where we were not a faith-based family. It has been implemented since birth, right? And she was crucial with that. And so I remember during those times, and this is something where I've come to realize within my, now that I'm in my forties, but like around my mid thirties into my forties, where um, during those traumatic events in my life, my grandmother just stepped on in and the faith just took off. And one of the most, a lot of my, during chemo time, when I got diagnosed, I don't remember some, some things like chemo, just, you don't remember a lot of things. And so, but I have this memory ingrained in my head. Like I was, it was the first round and that first round of chemo, when you get that, it is harsh. Like I don't wish that upon anybody. Chemotherapy, it's harsh. Right. And so I have a visual of me like waking up um, in the hospital and like it was dark and it was the oncology department, but it was the children's oncology department. And she's in the corner in the light, just like praying and, and just reading the word. And I just knew like, I knew by God's grace and mercy and by my grandmother, I just wasn't, I was, I was going to be okay. Like I knew she, I just knew she was going to make it better. She was going to be okay. It was going to be okay. And I love her so much. And, um, she currently has very advanced dementia and she doesn't know who I am anymore. And Mm. yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I, I miss her so much, you know, and she's in Chicago, but, um, but I will be forever grateful for everything she did, how she just took care of me. Like up Saturday mornings, it was cleaning all those figuras, you know, like from like dollar. Oh my God. Like, why do they have so many figuras? Right. But like, <laughs> and then listening, listening to like Billy Graham in the background, like that's how I was raised. And so, um, I mean, I will forever be in debt. And when that she's is- home, I, I, I know that I will see her again. And, um, I just will forever be in debt to her. Yeah, it's crazy how there's certain people sometimes in our lives that they could just come into a room and there's like automatic peace. Yeah, and she and she is that peace, you know. Um, so I always say I have the best grandma ever in the world, uh, and I know everyone has their grandmas, right? But like, she really. But, but ours is the best, right? <laughs> yeah, mine's the best, right? And she, apart, you know, when I got sick, she also did a lot of research. She altered my diet. And I do, again, going back to being diagnosed, you know, I do believe my faith was critical, the doctors as well, but my diet, my diet, she changed it. 
And I do believe with faith and diet, you really can overcome any kind of disease like that. I, I'm, I'm a believer, God forbid, and this is something I do tell people a lot, God forbid, God forbid I ever relapse or something happened. It's been more than two decades. I will not go through chemotherapy. I won't go through any like that. I'm going to go completely holistic and, and really just do that route. But I don't like, I don't eat pork, you know, like no, unless I make it like no donuts, like that real heavy processed food. I don't, I don't eat that. Um, and she really altered my diet. Really did. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Delilah, with all all these challenges uh, growing up, and I can only imagine, and I appreciate you being honest and sharing those things because I'm sure those were challenging times. Yeah. Um, How difficult has it been or was it for you? And at what point did you feel you had the breakthrough um, whether young or, or later on in your life or in your career where you just mm-hmm. basically said, this is who I am and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do what I got to do to to make things happen. Like, did that start in school? Did that start in when you started working? When do you kind of feel that? Um, it, it, it took, so here's where Ana Maria, when you said when I t- made that move, it took me moving to Florida. I was solo with kids, no family down here. And I took a leap of faith because one thing about my family is they, we don't leave. They just, as, as great as my mom and my grandmother and my families, they just, it's only Chicago. Like nobody, nobody leaves. And, and I left. Right. And it, for them, it was like, why would you leave? Where are you going? <laughs> Where are you going? I just always, always known that there was more out there. I didn't want to live. And mind you, I'm living in projects. Like, it's not like you guys, I grew up in suburban Chicago. I didn't know. I mean, it, it wasn't, it, I just wanted more for myself. And so I took that leap of faith. And that first year was super hard, which is what I had mentioned at that NAMPA conference. It got to the point where, and I'm a prideful chick, like I'm a prideful girl. Like I won't say anything sometimes because I refuse to give up, but it got down to that first year where I didn't have like food, like money for food, or I didn't know where next month's rent was going to come from. It got like that, that bad guys. And, but there's where I made a promise to the Lord. And I remember I I have kept this promise to this day. There's more of that, but, and well, it's going to be nine years this summer. And I just, am so grateful because, because I was removed from my family. I had to depend on only him and I had nobody. And that just, I grew my faith grew, everything just skyrocketed. And so I encourage, I really encourage people, young people I meet to, to really take that leap of faith because if that worst case, worst case scenario, I could have moved back, right? What's the worst that can happen? You go back and you're like, okay, well, back to eating government cheese, which isn't bad by the way, but, <laughs> but I tried, right? Yeah. So, um, 
but no, it was, it was, I did like, I encourage everyone, leave your family, go out there, take a job in a city or a state that you're unaware, go explore. And man, you'll really, it'll test yourself, your strength, who you are. And if you're faith-based person and you rely on that, man, it will like take you to a whole nother level. And so because of that, because I did that really big leap, I'm not scared. Like I, I can pick up and go whenever I want. It's really cool. And I know that I'll be fine. Like I'll be, you know, the Lord has my back. And, and I always think personally, like in my head, I'm like his favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm his favorite. I'm his favorite girl. So, <laughs> I so he's not going to let his favorite girl like mess up. So yeah. <laughs> cool. Now, let me ask you a question after all these challenging times from uh-huh. little girl till now, now we're living in a, in a moment of major Ooh. uncertainty. Yep. A lot of people are, facing some scary realities or possibilities. You've been through a lot. What, what does that do in moments like this for you? Like, are you like, well, no problem. We'll get through this because I've gotten through worse. Yeah. I mean, don't misunderstand me. I have my little moments of like, damn, you know, I can't, I can't really go out or, But I know at the end of the day, it will be okay because I know where my, my trust in who's my provider, who is my foundation and my rock. And I, man, I'm going to take that to the end. If this is how I go home, I'm good. Like I'm going to be okay at the end of the day, but I do um, think this is a huge wake up call. Um, and some, I try to learn from anything negative or any traumatic experience and like, okay, how can we grow? How can we learn? Let's not do this again. This is a huge wake up call. Like this is a pause. Like, yo, y'all need to, to wake up and really realize number one, who is the most important thing? Um, priorities, right? That's huge. I, I think this is a really big wake up call and it gives us a little taste of what other people are having to deal with. Cause we're spoiled as Americans. Like I've never, even though I'm Spanish, um, I I've never lived in a third world country. Like my grandma's like was living here. I've never, I don't experience that. I, that's why hence I don't know how to sell some things. <laughs> You know, so, never experienced that kind of stuff. So this is new for me too. So I got, yeah, I got to share with you, you know, I can totally relate to the peace within just simply because I, yeah. you know, I, I know who's got my back and yeah, absolutely. you know, um, I am the Lord's as well. So, but what would you, obviously, you know, you are a woman of courage a woman of, you know, uh, persistence, mm-hmm. and, uh, you're, you're a warrior, you know? Um, and so I believe because of your experiences and tell me if I'm wrong, right. That, uh, damn, like all those experiences have built your backbone 
right? Uh, and 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 you're and uh, also like you're having having the people around you, your influencers, which is your grandmother, your mom, right? Yeah. Really, uh, giving you the love and 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 building that foundation and those values and that core around you mm-hmm. um, to confront fears, to confront insecurities, to confront you know yeah. or to whatnot. Uh, but um, yeah, like what. I mean, I think that for when you we have that security about who we are, it's a little bit easier. It doesn't mean that we're immune to the fears or because they still come up and we self-doubt ourselves. But Absolutely. how can we um, encourage or perhaps like uh, or give like a path or, you know, when, when you were confronted with this, like, how did you, your thought process, you know, like, what did you think? And then what was your choice? And like what, for, for what? Like one of the... And challenges when it was, you know, uh, moving to Florida and then maybe finding mm-hmm. yourself. Because I know we can talk about like, yeah, well, you know, I just had my faith and I know that God was going to take care of me. However, human, that's that's our spiritual side. But uh, and the human, um, human mm-hmm. service, right? Like our thoughts are still coming and our mind, it's still talking and our mind, it's still, you know, telling you. Yeah. Oh, but what? But what if? Yeah, absolutely. Like, what would? How did? How did you handle that? And what was your your, your process? I mean, I. So when something does come up, I. Words are powerful. Words are super powerful. The Bible talks about the, the tongue having the power of life and death. And so I truly believe that. And there are moments, yeah, I, I, I'm in the flesh. I am human. I'm a girl. We get in our feelings. Oh, man, my Atlanta, right? We overthink things. And so I just sometimes I'll allow myself, I'll give my time to like wallow in that for a second and really be in that, in that space. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie, like there's times my go-to place. Does anybody have a go-to place for crying? I have a go-to place. Like when I want to cry. Thinking. So I, I cry in the bathtub. <laughs> I cry in the bathtub. Like I like baths and I cry in the bathtub, y'all. I'm not going to even lie. Like, right? <laughs> Sometimes with a little Jesus juice, which is wine. You know, I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I have a go-to. Like Kevin's like, this chick is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are human and you are authentic. I do. Love it. So I'll allow myself, I'll give myself like that 20 minutes, that 30 minutes. It might even be a whole day. But you know what? I wake up the next day and I do. Like I go back to I'm like, wait a minute. Like I beat cancer. I'm a burn survivor. Like I got good hair. Like, you know, no, this is not. <laughs> No, I'm not going to allow this to take me out. And so that it's what I literally go back to that. Look at everything you've overcome. And, and it just changes my perspective and I just move forward and I just go through it. Right. And I know that's not easy for everyone. So every, it's not, you know, people, sometimes I'll try to encourage people and they'll be like, well, I didn't experience that, that none of that. Like they get upset that they have like no experience like that. I'm like, trust me, it's a good thing. You don't, you don't, you don't want to be at the airport. Like you don't want my experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, so, um, but there is, there is a, I don't want to say like a, a negative or um, a bad part to being s- strong. Cause I do, I have like a, a internal survival mode. That's really fierce, right? Like I go into a survival mode and I remember I have a little brother and we're really close. I'm 40 right now. He's 28. So we're 12 years apart. And I remember he made a comment one time uh, about just the expectations between us. And because let me, when I was going through chemo, my day, check this out, I would go to high school and I would then go get my chemo downtown at Rush Hospital. And then from there, because I wanted a car, like I'm still a teenager. I didn't care if I didn't have hair or eyebrows. Like I still wanted to, <laughs> I was a teenager. I still wanted a car and to do things. So I would get my chemo and then work at Dairy Queen for four hours. All while like, <laughs> that was my first job was Dairy Queen. I'd be bald headed, but you know, you would get your ice cream. Right. And so, um, but that, so that expectation of people is sometimes high. Yes. Expectations are high of people. And I, I struggle with that. You know, my dare you. It's like, I'm, I'll never be you, Lila. That's, that's what my family calls me. Like, I can't, I can't be like you. Like you are, I mean, (laughs) he's like, however, you know what? I got to I got to share something there because, um, although different experiences, I can, I, I complete, I've been a survivor my whole life. Um, and it's funny that you're mentioning that, right? Because our expectations or the way we look at things is like, you, you just do. Like, you take act, Like, you just go. Like, you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Either, either you get, you're stuck or you choose to be like, all right, what do I need to do? And let me move forward. Yeah. Um, forgot my whole point of that. But anyhow. <laughs> expectation. The level of expectation is just like, hi. Yeah. Yeah, and um, your brother, your brother feels like he can never live up to you. I mean, I there was a moment because him and my my mom and my brother were going through their issues, and I'm and I'm that go to person in my family. Like I live five states away, and these people call me with their problems. Like if I have a private jet, be like, okay, I'm on my way. No, I don't have no private jet. But (laughs) by the grace of God, like I really. I'm that person. I'm, I'm a fixer. You guys like all truth. I'm that fixer. And I don't know, like they, I I think your story and the fact that you're still standing here is hard to not see you and say, wow, if she went through everything she's gone through and Mm -hmm. she's open, let me, let me gravitate. Let me go to her. Let me, uh, you know, everybody wants a little bit of that secret sauce. And, and, and to me, it's not like a secret sauce guys. It's just like, it's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. It's, there's nothing. My faith is strong. I will tell you guys that. And I know I, I meditate in the word every day. My prayer life is really, strong and I communicate with him every single day and 
I ask him to be light and salt. And you know, I think when you meet me right away, Ana Maria, you can, you know who I represent right away, right? You know, I think you get that because I never hide that. Now I'm not huge, like, I don't, not, I don't call myself like a Bible thumper, but you'll know right away who I represent. And that's, and that's strong. And that's honestly, that's like my secret. There's my secret sauce is that it, it is. There's no, that's it. Yeah. It's all it is, is my, is my, my everything, which is Christ. And, you know, and I also, but I I want people to know that like, because where I come from, you know, I come from like the hood. I mean, so I'm a Jesus thug, you know, cause like, (laughs) but you know, I'll still punch somebody if I have to, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. I love it. I think I think you gotta drop the mic right there because I think after hearing your story and after hearing what gets you through every day, there's there's not there's not more we can get into at this point. Yeah, That's yeah. inspirational. I mean, wow, you! I just feel I'm kind of like wow. Yeah, I love it. I, and I really respect um, you coming on. Um, on the episode, girl, and just uh, being raw and sharing your story because so many people out there um, don't have the courage and or, you know, to share with others. And Mm -hmm. so um, I know that this story will speak to many and will uh, definitely make a difference. Like I say, nothing that happens in our lives is uh, is, is taken for granted, right? Like everything, it's for a reason. We just never know what seed we're going to plant or what seed we're going to be watering. And so, um, thank you, Delilah. I really, really. You're welcome. You're welcome. This was fun. If people want to contact you, um, how can they get in touch with you? So I am pretty much on like all social media platforms. I'm very open. Delilah Ramos on Facebook, um, on LinkedIn, you know, that's a big platform for me. Delilah Ramos. My IG account is Florida, like FL. And then L-Y-L-A-917, so Florida Lila. And um, I am very, like, my phone number's out there. My Awesome. Yeah, I'm really public. You, you, I think you Google me. I'm, like, the second Delilah Ramos that pops up and stuff like that. So Awesome. Awesome. Free. Lila, hold on. I'm, I'm getting you on my, because I don't, I don't have I don't think we're that. connected. It's F-L and then L-Y-L-A. The first one, you're on the beach? Yes, that's Marcos Familia Mortgage Life. Yes, oh, then you guys, and and then Kevin, if you don't know, like my thing is like Jesus and tacos. So I love tacos. Like it's, it's, mm, you know. She's the Taco Tuesday queen. The Taco Tuesday thing. So every Tuesday I do a taco video and I don't share it on my IG, but definitely on my Facebook and on LinkedIn. And I talk, I have valuable content and I eat tacos because I think like tacos are just like, you got to put this on your IG TV and we can have another show about that. Oh my God. I'm telling you. (laughs) All right, girl. Well, I really, really appreciate it. Super excited for those of you who uh, have had the opportunity to um, tune in and listen to Delilah's story. I hope that uh, you are encouraged and uh, we're able to pick up anything. Um, even if it's just one nugget to uh, help you through through your everyday struggle or once in a while struggle for that matter. So um, with that, we will see you guys on the next episode and uh, just have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Confident Closers. 
We hope you gleaned some insight and find a way to take action and make a positive change in your life today. Not tomorrow, not someday, now is the time. Learn about Anna Maria's latest projects and get social on Facebook at Confidence Closers, on Instagram at The Confident Closer. Until next time, keep that chin up, walk tall, and support the women in your life to do the same. Because together, we are strong. Thanks for listening.